Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Undivided, which is brought to you by Audible.com, our sponsor, Audible.com, the world's leader in spoken audio, audiobooks, speeches, online periodicals, and all things audio. Audible.com, sponsor of our program, that's Audible.com. Head over after our show tonight to Audible.com and in the drop-down menu, enter Life Coach Radio Network to get a code for a free 30-day trial of audible.com that's audible.com the sponsor of our program here on the life coach radio network and good evening everyone and welcome in to undivided episode number 30 we are live 7 p.m here on the east coast in new jersey welcome to the show i'm your host frank j maduri and tonight's show is the fitness divide it's wednesday september the 19th in the year 2018 on what was a beautiful Sunny day here in New Jersey, perfect weather amidst all the storms and all the rain, which will be in in the topic of tonight's conversations when we get to the PSA announcements, because all that will be going towards Hurricane Florence relief this evening. I'll get to that when we do our breaks on the show a little bit later. First, a disclaimer before we get going, the views of this program, Undivided, Episode number 30, The Fitness Divide, with special guest Suzanne Riley, may not necessarily be the views of myself as host, Frank J. Maduri. My guest this evening, which is, again, Suzanne Riley, may not be her views, and may not necessarily be the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. So now, fitness is our topic tonight. And it's going to be a little different. I've, I've gotten some feedback, you know, throughout the course of the last uh, week or so from my colleagues and other friends and people in my network. It's going to be a little different show tonight than you may think. We're going to talk about fitness from the perspective of the divisions within the industry and the divisions in society around fitness, but also in helping you navigate what might be very confusing to you as the listeners and how to best find a fitness program that suits your lifestyle or your fitness objectives. Fitness is a global industry that generates uh, revenue of $80 billion per year. That's U.S. dollars per year. Uh, The U.S. market, the domestic market here, is $25 billion estimated. And the U.S. leads the world in health clubs with 36,000 health clubs and 55 million Americans Roughly one in five Americans belong to health clubs. If you recall, as you listen to the show, um, excuse me, you listen to the show frequently, you would know that I'm a daily uh, gym guy. I'm a daily uh, fitness person. I go to my health club every day, usually in the morning early. And fitness is a huge part of my life and has been a huge part of my life since, you know, I was younger and played a lot of sports and through high school as an athlete. And then later in life, uh, fitness has always been a big part of of my life and what I do and helping me through after I had the automobile accident, certain injuries that I sustained and helping me on my road back to recovery and being able to work. And you'll remember in our New Year's show, we talked a lot about fitness in the New Year New You show as being a very big topic for New Year's resolutions, especially in America and Western culture and dieting and 
exercise and losing weight, et cetera, uh, being a huge uh, goal for a lot of people that ends up not being realized because they're quote unquote out of shape. And then they go to start doing these routines and they fall off very quickly. Uh, estimated within two to two and a half weeks, people have joined a gym and then quit already in January. Diet and exercise routines are big business. Uh, there's keto, there's gluten-free, there's vegan. Uh, as far as the diet side, we're going to discuss this with Suzanne when I get her up in a minute here. And then there's forms of exercise like kettlebells, Pilates, aqua aerobics, high-intensity interval training, the P90X is a, a, a exercise piece of equipment that, you know, guys start calling themselves P90 guys. Peloton is big business as well. So how can we figure this all out? How can we navigate it? What about people that think all of this is just all hype? And how do people find the right diet for them? So my special guest this evening is Suzanne Riley. She is a health coach for successful women over the course of her career. She's helped hundreds of women grow into their sexiest self, not only physically, but also on an emotional level and with tons of energy to spare in the tank. Suzanne's helped thousands more through her teachings, courses, her ebook, which we'll get to, and various interviews. She's been featured in the Washington Post, Jeanette Maw's Good Vibe University, and was a guest instructor at Rancho La Porta the award-winning International Destination Spa. Suzanne is also a certified coach as I am. We're going to get Suzanne up here now. Suzanne, welcome to Undivided. Thank you for having me, Frank. Oh, thank you for coming on and joining the show as my sidekick this evening and to help us navigate through this topic uh, that is you know, been a central part of people's lives and I think is a, a big topic area. So thank you for lending your expertise this evening. Absolutely. Really looking forward to it. As am I. So the first segment of the show as we transition from the intro is the divide segment where we look at uh, the division of the societal construct involved in the topic uh, tonight being fitness. When a person has some weight to lose, and they're browsing the internet for an answer, it can seem like they're being bombarded with like 50,000 conflicting pieces of advice. There are very passionate professional arguments for what I just mentioned, paleo, gluten-free, CrossFit, quick fixes, anti-diets, and so much more. Many people think it is easier to just stop eating altogether and give up on all of this effort. Can you lend some perspective on the fitness industry overall, so we're going to take a real wide view, and why we are seeing these divides among professionals? Yeah, absolutely. So, excuse me, you know, I think fundamentally fitness professionals, especially, especially very, very ethical fitness professionals, we all agree on the fundamentals to some degree. So, you know, we agree that, I would say we generally agree that, you know, strength training is beneficial. You know, the effective use of cardio can be beneficial in sort of eating fresher, feeding ourselves nutritious foods can be beneficial. And so that there, there's some basic exercise science to that, that really has not, a lot of it has not changed in 10 or 20 or maybe even 30 years. 
So then we get to, you know, there are many different ways to utilize that information. There are many different paths you can take to a given goal. There are many different tools you can utilize. So for example, um, you mentioned kettlebells in the introduction. Kettlebells are essentially a weight. So they're, they're a form of weight training and it's basically a branded form of weight training. You know, CrossFit is something that utilizes weight training and cardio. These different things, um, you know, some people feel very, very passionately about a gluten-free diet because that's what they have. That's the science. That's the, the the area of the science that they align with the best. And maybe they have found maybe they found incredible results with that themselves. And so what happens is that we have these really ethical, very knowledgeable, very well-intentioned, very effective fitness professionals who are all very passionately sharing their way, their path, their, their passions, their professional passions. And, and so I think in that passion, sometimes they can, be, they can say like, this is the way, this is the only way, or this is the new way. Or, <laughs> and so then we have, this, we have this space where, you know, these, these fitness professionals who everyone's looking, a lot of people look to with, with a deep amount of trust, um, a lot of times for good reason, are saying completely conflicting things. And for someone coming into the space trying to find an answer, that can be very, very confusing. And, you know, I hear people coming to me saying, like, I, I don't know what to eat. Because if you listen to everybody at the same time, people get a little, um, they get a little stuck because there's all, <laughs> there's always conflicting points. So they don't know the way and, and they just get very confused in what to do. Yes, that certainly can happen. I know people that have gotten stuck, as you say, and, and kind of like this no man's land, like this void of what to do and where to move next. And it was interesting to me that, you know, you brought about the fact that there's a lot of trust, there's a lot of honesty, and there's also a lot of integrity with a lot of these uh, professionals where I think some people may be misinformed and thinking that, oh, they're, they're feeding me some line because they want me to buy a product or something. I believe these people and from our conversations are really truly vested, you know, in it. The products, you know, that you see in infomercials, uh, the latest diet books, uh, all these guides can send really conflicting messages to people, as you kind of touched on in the last uh, answer. How can our listeners out there navigate the fitness and diet and weight loss areas more effectively? So first, first I want to piggyback on, on another comment you made. So to add to the confusion, yes, then we have people who just want to make a buck who are somewhat unethical, who, you know, we have those people anywhere. They're just in the mix. And so that certainly adds to people's confusion. Um, so uh, remind me, can you, can you repeat your question of what we're chatting about next? Uh, the products and infomercials and diet books and guides and how they can send conflicting messages. So how can people uh, try and navigate that diet and weight loss area better? 
Absolutely. So I think one of the best ways is to actually go on a bit of an information diet. Um, trying to remember where I heard that term. It might have been Tim Ferriss, but I, I love, love the concept of thinking about going on an information diet. And so it can be really useful to, first of all, decide what it is that you're looking to achieve. So, you know, many people are looking to lose weight. That's a very common thing. Sometimes people um, want to gain more strength. Sometimes people are mostly looking for increased energy. Sometimes people want to, um, you know, refresh, just sort of have a mental refresh. And so it can be really helpful to clarify what exactly you're looking to accomplish and then search around for some fitness professionals who you think might be able to help you accomplish that and choose one to follow, maybe choose two if they're complementary. And the, the, the best way to choose is based on, you know, how, just how does this person, just how is this person? How is this person in the world? How do you, how do you feel consuming their stuff, reading their stuff? Does it, feel exciting? Like, do you feel safe with them? Does it align with your values? Is it something that someone that you feel a trust with that you think could help you get to the end goal you're looking for? And once you browse around and find that person, or there's one, maybe two complimentary people, so you can sort of have a couple ideas in the mix, ignore the rest, you know, ignore them, you know, ignore ads if you can, unsubscribe from email list or just do whatever you can to sort of pare down what you're getting in your mental space and just focus in those couple areas and give it a real shot and, you know, give it a try for three months or six months, you know, take that longer view and see what your experience is like in the process and what kind of outcomes you're getting. And, you know, during that time, Yes, there will be all kinds of new messages, all kinds of new stuff, all kinds of new uh, gadgets and all kinds of fitness stuff. And as we learned, like a lot of the base level concepts haven't changed in a really long time. So you're not going to be missing too much. And after you give it that real solid go, um, if it's not working for you, you can try someone else. You know, as, as we're talking about here, there are lots and lots and lots of options out there. There's certainly no lack of, of options, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, I know there's even conflicting information within uh, different uh, diets like keto, which we'll get to in a little while. I had a couple of friends that were trying to do keto and a couple of colleagues that I know that were trying to do keto at, at my job. And, and, you know, that's not true keto. And have you, you know, achieved keto? ketosis yet and all this other stuff which we will get to um, in a little while but we're at 7:15 here on the east it goes by fast we're at our 15 minute break here undivided episode number 30 the fitness divide with suzanne riley we'll be back in a moment first some upcoming show promotions here on the networks of life coach radio sisters of the diaspora that's sisters of the diaspora coming at you with a brand new episode Thursday, September the 20th, that's tomorrow, if you can believe it, it's 20 days into September, at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Sisters of the Diaspora, Trina Ramsey, and the gals 
back with you with an exciting new episode. Their shows are very uplifting, very impactful, very raw, very real. If you have never checked it out, please do. Thursday, the September 20th, that's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, over on the Life Coach chat channel. Catholic Charities is helping and assisting with Hurricane Florence relief. As I mentioned before, the people in the Carolinas and Virginia have been particularly hard hit from this latest natural disaster. Catholic Charities, 1-800-919-9338. That's 1-800-919-9338. www.salvationarmyus.org. It's www.salvationarmyus.org. They are doing Hurricane Florence Relief. They have a separate section on it. You could also donate to your local community by zip code, or you can find the zip code for Wilmington, North Carolina, one of the hard-hit areas in North Carolina, and enter a zip code with your donation online to give directly to those communities affected by Hurricane Florence. Help your neighbors in need. Give from the heart if you can here on Undivided. So we're back here on Undivided episode number 30, The Fitness Divide with Suzanne Riley. We are live this evening. Undivided, S-H-O-W at gmail.com. If you would like to email a question or comment or concern for Suzanne or myself, I'll open the phone lines after the 30-minute midpoint of the show break. So hold on for that. Audible.com is our sponsor. So, Suzanne, we're back. Uh, Before we went to break, we were discussing navigating different diets, different guidebooks. Some people feel divided over their views or experiences with a certain product, a certain diet or exercise routine, or a piece of fitness equipment, some of that I touched on in the opening to the show tonight. Others feel that many of those products and routines are all hype, quote-unquote, as I talked about as well. What feedback do you have for our audience based upon your experience? Sure. So one really important thing to remember is that we don't all have to agree. So, you know, you can have a great experience with a certain product and your very best friend could have a terrible experience with that product. And that's perfectly okay. So, you know, my inclination towards that is, um, again, sort of choose what you feel works best for you and give it a shot and, and discover what is most effective for you specifically. And again, there are those base level concepts, but then there are many ways of getting there. So, um, you know, choose what works for you and own it. You know, if someone gives you a really hard time about what you choose and the way you got there, you know, you can respectfully say, well, that's, that was my choice and that will work. That's what works really well for me. And I, I respect your opinion too. It's very good advice. Very good advice. Um, I had touched on the rise of different dietary routines, you know, paleo, gluten-free calorie counting, vegan, keto. They're all hot trends and different fitness professionals or dietitians, as we've discussed a little bit, believe in a different diet on this list as, quote, unquote, the best diet. How can someone determine what diet is the correct regimen for them to get the results they desire? Sure. So um, 
first of all, you know, a little, a little bit of my own bias or my own flavor of things. I, I don't personally believe in regimens. I, I think that, you know, some, if, if the idea of a regimen to me means something that you start and then you stop and, and, it, you know, if a habit you couldn't reasonably and excitedly keep up for the next 30 or 40 or 50 years, then there, there's likely going to be a period of deprivation and you are at risk for yo-yoing back to your old habits. So that's, that's a bit of my own, my own approach and, you know, two regimens of that sort. I think a couple of the things, so things to keep in mind with that also are that um, a lot of regimens, again, I think are intending to go back to the idea of feeding ourselves well. So generally eating foods that are fresher and better for us and eating less foods that are maybe processed or that sort of thing that don't have as many nutrients or aren't as, as helpful. So um, I think, again, they're, they're all tools. They're all um, and, and I think different ones are going to work differently for different people. So, for example, because, um, again, those base level concepts are the same, but everybody's body is a little bit different. So I had a client several years back and, you know, we worked together for a while. And after a couple of months, she said, you know, I just don't feel that hot when I eat bread and cupcakes and stuff like that. And so she made a specific choice for her, she tested out eating less gluten and she felt a lot, lot, lot better. Um, so that was a choice that seemed really appropriate for her. Now me personally, um, I can eat just endless amounts of bread, cupcakes, muffins, and I'm totally fine. <laughs> and people can have arguments, <laughs> good or bad or whether uh, I, you know, and so, so that's something that I, I do like joyfully and freely. However, I myself have noticed that when I have like a beer or a glass of wine, even if it's not that much, I don't like, I don't feel that great. It's just, it just like, it just doesn't work that well for me. And so, you know, I've come to learn that I, I feel better when I drink less. And so I do. <laughs> um, and if other people, uh, if, if that works better for other people, then that's something they could incorporate more into their lifestyle. So I think, again, it, it's a matter of remembering that it's just different things are a matter of like different paths, I think, have the intention of feeding ourselves well. And it, and it depends on the person. It does, because like you said, everyone's body is different. Everyone's body reacts differently to stimuli, if you will. Everyone's body reacts differently to different exercises. You know, some people respond better to uh, weight training, others to cardio, others to swimming and aqua type aerobics, things of that nature. And in the same type of vein, you know, some people swear by calorie counting or like you said, gluten-free, other people can eat bread. Uh, some people believe in like the balanced effect. So there's the balanced diet. So there's a whole, uh, a lot of it is trial and error and then finding you know, I think what works best for you, I know in my own experience, it started with, you know, watching my calories and realizing how many calories I was intaking per day and uh, then starting to limit carbohydrates to a certain number each day, things, of, you know, et cetera and so forth. Uh, 
the area of personal fitness exercises similar to what we just discussed with the dietary side of things in that some fitness professionals will advocate for a specific fitness practice or routine to obtain results. We talked about kettlebells, those Pilates, spinning, which a lot of people at my gym take, aqua aerobics, body weight training, high-intensity interval training, etc. How can our listeners decide what the correct ex- exercise program is for them within all these divisions or what I like to call fault lines within the industry? Mm, that's a great question. So one, of, one thing that's really useful that um, uh, I talk about in my ebook that we're going to get to the end that I can give you a, a really brief boiled down um, cliff, cliff notes of the cliff notes version here is, you know, basically different, different exercises are best for different things. So, you know, in general, if somebody is looking to lose weight, one of the, one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is relying a bit too heavily on cardio and not getting quite enough strength training, which you can get in really fun ways and not just in the gym. Um, but there's a certain quality to strength training that taxes your muscles to a certain intensity um, that helps increase your metabolism all day long, even while you're uh, reading on the couch. And so it lends itself very, very well to weight loss or weight maintenance. So, um, and I'm sort of getting, I'm sort of getting to your question in terms of, um, certain, it's helpful to sort of have a sense of what the, a given exercise is going to give you so that you can align it with your goals. Um, for example, just now before the podcast, I wanted to, um, refresh my energy. I've been creating a lot, a lot, a lot, <laughs> and, and sort of working a lot leading up to leading up to our show. And I wanted to ground my energy and sort of just like hit reset and refresh a bit before getting on the, on the live show. And so I did a, a 30 minute restorative yoga, yoga class that I love. And that's a go-to of mine. And that I chose that specifically because it shifts energy in that awesome way. Sometimes if I want a mental break, I'll go for a walk because that's something that really just, it just helps my thoughts unwind and it's like helps me go for a walk. Sometimes um, I'll go do cardio. It's good for my heart. It's good for my mental state and it feels good. It kind of refreshes the system. Then sometimes I'll do more strength-based things because I'm more interested in maintaining or building muscle. So the, my point being is that it can be really helpful to know what you're going for and then have just a real basic sense of what any exercise is going to give you so you can line those things up. Um, you know, in general, like cycling is going to be more cardio. Swimming is generally more cardio. Um, you know, th- of course, weightlifting or like I said, there are different ways to do it can be strength training. And so it can be... Um, I know we're going to mention at the end, but in my ebook, I try to give a really just like boiled down version of the need to know stuff in that area. So you can look at a given activity and be like, cool, this is going to give me strength. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Or, 
you know, this is going to give me cardio and that's what I'm going for, or this is the way I'm going to match those things up. And so that's one way to um, work within all the choices out there and pick the, the things that are right for you. And then another thing that I'm, I'm just a huge, huge fan of is, you know, what excites you? What sounds like fun? What's, what's, um, what are you really going to look forward to? Cause I think there's that mindset that exercise has to be grueling or hard or um, that type of thing. And it's like, you can get cardio if you're running, which a lot of people really don't like. Um, and frankly, I don't either. Or you can get cardio like hiking on your favorite trail or out like, like silly dancing with your friends. I don't care how old you are. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. so, so leading with excitement, and, you know, what you're drawn to and then being able to look at the activity and understand what you're going to get out of it and sort of aligning things that way can be a really powerful way to go. That's a really interesting and very good point because, you know, I know as somebody that goes to the gym, as I mentioned in the open, you know, daily, there are points where you can feel, you know, kind of, I don't know what the best word is, almost like burnt out on doing the same kind of routine, like the repetition of it and saying, okay, well today I'm going to do, you know, buys and tries or shoulders and back. And today, tomorrow I'm going to do X. Um, And then I do a lot of cardio as well. uh, So that I said to myself, well, today I'm going to do the the seated bike or the recumbent bike versus the elliptical or something like that to mix it up. And yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine at the gym a couple of weeks ago and and, uh, you know, I have basketball at my gym, which I'm lucky to have indoor basketball courts. And when it was really hot this summer, there were days I said, you know what, I'm just going to play basketball today. I'm going to do a short amount of cardio just because I feel like I need to run around and do something fun to get the blood flowing and, and move around versus, you know, doing the same kind of routine. So I'd kind of change it up on the fly and be like, you know what, today I'm going to shoot some hoops and just kind of get some exercise that way and feel like you were saying it's it's fun for me and I look forward to it. So I think that's um, an interesting point that we can, you know, further delve into in the second half of our program. We're right on the money at 730. Suzanne should do this for a living. Perfect guest. We're right on the, on the mark here. Uh, midpoint of the show, break undivided. Episode number 30, the fitness divide with Suzanne Riley. We'll be back in a moment. First, Upcoming show promotions for you here on the Life Coach Radio Network as we make 7.30 here on the news here on the East Coast. Cordelia Gaffar, that's Cordelia Gaffar, Replenish Me is the show. Cordelia had her big debut show last week. She is the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month on the first and third. Cordelia's next live show will be a week from tonight. Wednesday, September the 26th, live, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Radio Network. Cordelia Gaffar, Replenish Me. Please go check out her debut episode. She and her guest, that episode had such a calming, soothing vibe to it. It was a really interesting program, uh, really interesting guest uh, called in from Australia, of all places in the world, and very, very compelling show. Uh, very, you felt very safe. It was very soothing. It was like this uh, space you were listening to two people converse. It's a really interesting show 
Uh, Cordelia Gafar, Replenish Me, Wednesday the 26th, live, 7 p.m. next Wednesday night, here on the Life Coach Radio Network. Kimberly Frazier's show, Enjoying Life on Purpose, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. twice a month. And Paul Garwood's show, Push Through, that's Push Through with Paul Garwood, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. over on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Paul Garwood. The show is pushed through. As you remember, Paul was a guest on my show when we talked about the suicide epidemic. Paul is actually on a short hiatus right now. So check the listings and the upcoming events on the Life Coach uh, chat channel, Life Coach radio site. But he does come on Sunday nights at 8 p.m., and he's had a long-running show pushed through about people that have overcome some kind of mental illness or emotional distress to push through to the other side. Really uplifting show. In that same vein, as Paul was on the show about suicide, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. It ties in. You know, somebody asked me, because I do the suicide prevention spot every show, it's a a very, very close topic for me, uh, hits home with me. Uh, How do you relate that to Hurricane Florence? Well, if you went through Hurricane, like I had Hurricane Sandy up here, and I was more fortunate than a lot of people through that, but I knew people that lost everything. If you're in Hurricane Florence and you've lost everything that you own and you've lost your job, let's say your place of work is – is destroyed, you're going to have some problems as far as thoughts that run through your mind about not moving forward and maybe harming yourself. If you or someone that you know or love, someone that's experienced pain from natural disaster is feeling that way, please call the number 800-273-8255. You matter. Every life has been endowed by God. Every life has purpose and talent please call the number. Food for the Poor, www.foodforthepoor.org, great organization involved in Hurricane Relief and also in Hurricane Maria, which we're at the one-year point, and people in the Caribbean still need help, 800-427-9104 or www.foodforthepoor.org. www.samaritanspurse.org, they're very involved in uh, different relief efforts and I also want to mention that this program and all of our programs are available on iTunes. So if you want to check out the catalog of Undivided Episodes, they're available now on iTunes. So we're back here after our midpoint of the show break. This is Undivided Episode number 30, The Fitness Divide, with my special guest, Suzanne Riley. I'm going to open the phone lines. That number is 646-716-9397. Again, 646 716-9397. 716-9397. Undivided show. That's undivided SHOW at gmail.com. I check it throughout the show if you would rather email than call. Audible.com is our sponsor. And Suzanne, now we go forward in the show to the bridging the divide segment. How can we bridge a divide between societal messaging on fitness, the industry's conflicting messages about fitness? and the faction out there that feels that some of these trends are quote-unquote fake with the goal to help each person to find wellness and physical fitness without being stressed out about the method that they take to achieve that objective? Mm, Big question. So It is. 
to that, <laughs> that was a meaty, meaty question. Um, so I think two things. One is that it can be helpful to remember that we are we are all complex human beings, and we live in a fascinating world. And and two can totally conflicting ideas can exist in the same space, can exist in the same human being, can exist in the same industry. And so I think it can be really helpful to uh, have a bit of awareness or acceptance about that, that all of, all of these fitness professionals can exist in the same space. And then the second part of your question comes back to, um, you know, you can find peace and personal unity within this space by honoring your own self. And basically, you know, it might be cool to think of um, like you get to be choosy. You get to be, you get to choose what works best for you. And there are lots of choices out there. Um, And so you can sort of, again, be aware of your goals and be aware of your values and be aware of who you like being around in terms of a fitness professional. Um, some people are, some fitness professionals are very, very, very kind. Some, some are very, very aggressive. We have everybody in between and different values, different perspectives. And so you get to be at, you know, for you, you get to be at the center of that. You get to be at complete choice in that. And you get to decide who you want to work with and who's going to work absolutely best for you and with you. And it's great to have people feel like they have that kind of control because if they get so many things in life, they feel like they don't have control over uh, how they decide to do something or uh, thinking that they're kind of stuck in something. So to to have that kind of control, I think there's some freedom to that that also allows for people to kind of enter that, that space in a little bit of a different way. Um, once an individual has determined that the most effective methods for them, you know, relative to fitness, relative to diet, relative to exercise, what do they do then to uh, stay on the plan, so to speak, or stay on the path? Mm, So, I think the first thing would be to pick a path that is not challenging to stay on rather, you know, to pick a path that feels light, that feels exciting, that feels refreshing, that feels um, just, it feels like you so that there's no, um, yeah, so that it's 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 a it's a joy to stay on and be on rather than a challenge because ultimately, a lot of these things you you know, people people like to hear that you know they're they're going to make some some initial progress and some some efficient progress and that makes sense and that's totally totally doable, and at the same time you you kind of want to incorporate these things into your life even on and off on an ebb and flow basis. We're all human. Um, on sort of a longer term way. So, you know, again, looking at something that you feel excited about, that, that, that you're really drawn to, that um, is, is easy to stay on. 
Yes, you know, in, in coaching, we talk a lot about being your authentic self, living in uh, authenticity, uh, being your genuine self, uh, representing that and representing that that associated energy out into the world. Uh, and I think a lot of that here speaks to that. There's a lot of commonality, if you will, uh, between those that set of, of thought and also as far as, you know, values assessment and values alignment, which we'll get to, which you mentioned earlier, uh, which we'll get to as far as in the role of coaching. Uh, but I think that there's um, some really interesting corollaries between that, you know, being your authentic self. And also this is part of the way that you live. I mean, if fitness is, you know, such a big part of, of our lives, taking care of, you know, the body that we were given and, you know, good health and reflecting, you know, good emotional and mental health as well. It's kind of a trickle-down effect. can't have one without the other. Uh, yeah. It's reasonable to think that if people are doing that, that they're going to be on the path, they're going to stick to that plan. Uh, I would think you would agree within, you know, your own experiences. Yeah, and actually I like to give a, I'd like to give a couple examples because I think, that can sometimes sure. seem a little foreign for people. Um, and, you mm -hmm. know, two examples of how this can really enhance and support your life. You know, I was working with this woman and she has six kids and she, you know, she said, there's just, it's impossible for me to get away. And so through coaching, through our conversations, we actually discovered that her oldest had these really natural leadership uh, tendencies. And so we thought that it could be cool, you know, together, we kind of arrived at her being able to step away. And for her specifically, um, there were some things she really enjoyed doing that she could do from home. So that was, that was her like natural thing she was drawn to. So, you know, we're looking for a way that she could step away from the kids for a half hour or an hour you know, a couple times a week to be able to, to tend to herself in this way. And so what she did was um, she cultivated her youngest son's leadership skills and basically created a structure where he would be in charge of the kids. He would be um, the leader while she had this time. And there were certain guidelines they had in terms of how or when it was appropriate to interrupt her, you know, what kind what actually constituted as an emergency and what constituted as like, okay, you're just gonna have to figure this out yourself because this is like mom's time. And so it was really cool how she was able to cultivate, um, she was actually able to help her son grow and get time to herself at the same time. Um, and then, you know, the same person, she actually, her kids somehow were drawn to um, doing these like country line dancing videos. And so basically this became a bonding thing for them where they got together and they just all, she was like, we just look like idiots and, <laughs> and it's the silliest thing. And, um, and so they were basically doing cardio and having a ton of fun and connecting um, while she was doing good things for her body. So those are just, um, just a couple ways to sort of get your mind thinking of what could be possible in terms of things you might be drawn to or how this could be cultivated in your life. 
have a friend in my mid twenties that made me think of him because he'll say, you know, I I'll do uh, you know weights at the gym. I get my cardio at the nightclub, you know, he's in that role, you know, yeah. he's going out to the clubs, he's, uh, you know, what they would say, single and ready to mingle kind of thing, and he's going yep. out there, and, yep. and uh, you know, that's what he's doing, that's how he's getting his uh, cardio and having some fun and meeting new people and uh, uh, exploring new relationships, things like that, so it's it's kind of a win-win. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's the same um, to your body. Your body does not care if you're hating life on a machine somewhere, you know, or if you're out having a blast. Actually, I'm inclined to think your body would respond better if you were having a blast. And so it's like, what, like, why not go the fun way? <laughs> Right. You know, you got those endorphins going on. You've got, yeah. you know, everything going on and, and uh, the happy vibe going and everything. So um, there, there is some definite um, credence to that as far as, you know, the line dancing. And, uh, you know, I know someone that takes dance lessons for that similar purpose. Uh, so it's pretty cool way to get some exercise, way to have some fun and meet new people. So it's a, a win, win, win across the board. Uh, there. Thank you for sharing those examples. I think they're going to be, you know, very uh, helpful and powerful to uh, to the audience. Excuse me. Uh, what resources can help filter or distill all this information, this abundance of information, as we mentioned in the beginning, of you know, thousands and thousands of messaging around uh, constant messaging and barrage around this topic. How can we distill it down into a reasonable, negotiable scenario for an individual that's looking to achieve a desired fitness goal? Um, there's another meaty question. <laughs> um, so I it think the, <laughs> the one um, – you know, I, I, I wish I, I wish I had a more objective go-to in mind. Um, Cause again, this show is not necessarily about my viewpoints per se, but I did, I did write my ebook for this purpose to give people so, like some real, just boiled down nuts and bolts information on what it takes to lose weight. What are the couple factors to keep in mind What's the difference between weight training and cardio and other forms of exercise and how to basically use that really just basic, unbiased as possible information to look out into um, the, the fitness industry and the fitness space and to be really educated in choosing what's best for you because again, I really want to acknowledge that for most people, there's no way that you would know this. I mean, we don't have, you know, exercise science class in high school. We don't have financial maturity class. We don't have healthy marriage class. We sort of, we pick these things up along the way. And so um, I want, you know, I wanted to share the basics with people so that they could sort of boil this down a bit. So, Wherever you get the information, and, you know, I'm one of the places, I'm sure there are many other places you can get the basics, like the real just basics of exercise science, um, so you just know what you're looking at. It'll just give you some awareness of what you're, you just be able to see things a little bit differently and a little bit clearer rather than um, 
just this massive information. So I would say even just that base level of educating yourself could be really huge. And then, um, gosh, this seems to be such, such a theme, but, you know, being clear on the goals and what you're looking to achieve. Um, and, you know, some people just want to break in the day. And so it's, it's really up to you what you're needing and what you're looking to achieve. And, and again, weight loss is a, is a real common thing. Um, and then, you know, making choices that work best for you to reach that goal. Did that answer your question? Okay. That did. That did. That was excellent. Uh, what other advice would you provide? Just your general advice. Mm. So this goes back to coaching. Um, I think it's really helpful to keep in mind that, you know, thoughts, beliefs, and emotions can play a really big role in someone's experience of exercise and the results that someone gets with exercise. So, you know, you can uh, do like the right exercises at the right time for the right length, for the right period of time, and you will likely get results. And I firmly believe that if you work with a coach or mental health professional and dive into the emotions that are underlying either your thoughts and beliefs about exercise or your thoughts and beliefs about being in your ideal at your ideal weight. Sometimes people, sometimes there's this thing where people really, really want so severely to be at their ideal weight, but there are these underlying emotional, um, and they, they can seem kind of hidden from sight, but there's sort of these emotional ideas or blocks or that type of thing where being at their ideal weight is honestly a little scary at, for, a, for a number of different reasons that could really be unique. Again, like I said, thoughts, beliefs, and emotions that are, that are also very commonly at play for a lot of people. And so it can be very, very valuable to, number one, just simply be aware of that. And number two, potentially work with um, a mental health professional, excavate that stuff on your own, perhaps, you know, whatever practices work best for you to be able to work with that aspect, work with that inner aspect as you work with the outer aspect. Very good advice and very good segue, as you know, you touched on on coaching. This is Life Coach Radio Network, and I always like to circle back to the role of coaching within the topic. It's usually around this point in you know, a given show, whatever the topic is, we talk about the role of coaching. If my guest is not a coach, then I would actually, you know, answer my own question to some degree, which gets interesting. Um, it's kind of funny. You should listen to some of the past episodes. And when I do a solo show, I answer my own questions, but that's a whole other story. A little levity here. Uh, what is the role of coaching in helping a client find a fitness program, a routine, a dietary structure, or other methods that could work for them? And I do agree that, you know, the, the blocks and the uh, 
uh, gales as we know them and uh, the inner critic becomes a big thing here. We've talked about yeah. that on this show before. Very powerful thing. Can you expand upon that for me? Yeah. So a really cool thing that can happen with coaching is that, um, you know, it's like two sides of the same coin. So we talked about, oh my goodness, it can be overwhelming. There are so many different paths, right? And so at the same time, you can also look at it as, oh my goodness, this is fascinating and amazing. There are so many different paths. And so (laughs) when, you know, so, um, you know, working with a client, um, so certainly given that the, the base level of, of, exercise concepts and goal setting and sort of what they're wanting to achieve coaching can play a really cool role because then there's also this great space for for the client's brilliance and wisdom and own knowing to take the forefront and to take the lead and so you know what that can look like is if you if you ask somebody you know within a conversation what what's something that that feels really exciting to you. And it might be something they totally forgot about, completely had out of sight. And, you know, people will be like, oh my gosh, there was this time when, you know, and this is someone in their 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. There was this time where me and my friends, we got together, we played tennis, nobody knew what they were doing. It was the most fun we ever had. I looked for, it was like, I just looked forward to it so much. It was the highlight of my week. It was, you know, so um, they can uncover those things that bring them such joy. And those things can be brought to the forefront to lead the way and to lead the path and be incorporated into this really, really powerful structure that gets them great results in this really effortless and, and lighthearted way. So um, yeah, again, just that, that brilliance can really take the lead. And I think the other thing True, I know. want to add is that, you know, I think sure. sometimes with um, uh, regimens or plans, like nobody ever really asks the user what they want, <laughs> but we're, we're complex. We're human, like we're three-dimensional human beings with, interest and, and lives and desires and all of that stuff. And so, um, you know, with coaching, you can sort of work more with that 3D individual and bring in their favorite foods and, and the psychological satisfaction of food and their favorites and their choices and, and make it work, you know, two or three times as good as, as any other regimen that is sort of made is sort of, made one size fits all. Very, very valid points. Um, very constructive way of looking at it from the coaching perspective. I think, you know, f- for you being a fitness coach, I think there's a lot of help and a lot of validity that um, and clarity that a fitness coach could provide to someone, especially most people entering into, you know, that type of program or routine uh, and has a goal or objective of better fitness is very serious about it. So they're already going to have 
the uh, commitment part of it down. I touch on it in, in what I do through uh, coaching practice that I have with uh, dealing with people doing personal development type of work or even career transition work where I talk to people about their life purpose or their career. Uh, we will in- inevitably touch on how they feel uh, at a given point about themselves mm-hmm. and or let's find you a, a job or a career or a vocation that will allow you a better work-life balance so that you're not a you know, slave to the grind, so to speak. And uh, I see that a lot in this area with people that run the rat race going to Manhattan every day uh, or going to certain parts of New Jersey that, you know, they're stuck in traffic. It takes them three hours to get home or they're taking three trains to get home and all the craziness that goes on. And they get home and they're exhausted. And they're saying, like, I'm going to go to the gym now. I had a friend that used to get on the bus at, like, 4 in the morning to go uh-huh. up an hour and, you know, hour 20 minutes to New York to get there early because he had to be at his job by 8.30. And he would go to the New York Sports Club there in Manhattan and then shower and change for work and get on the phones and do his job by 8.30. Uh-huh. So he would go to the gym, be there at, like, 5.36 in the morning and do a workout. He did this every day um, in the wow. wintertime whenever you know, what a grind, wow. right? And you get home at you know, eight, nine o'clock at night. And, and that was his life. He would get home, you know, have dinner, go to bed, go to the gym, go to work. And it was like, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Uh, so that's where I touch on it is let's help you find a, a job that will allow you for some time uh, daily to have some type of fitness focus, uh, some type of of focus where you're getting some physical exercise if it's a desk job and things of that nature. So thank you for addressing that. We do have an e- a couple of email questions. The first one, before we get to the last segment of our show, and uh, we're almost at the top of the hour, so we're right on point here. Uh, the first one is, what is the information diet? <laughs> what, what I mean by that is, we're talking about a fitness industry where there there are just so there's so much information out there and a lot of people are sort of I hear that people are looking for the new thing, the new miracle bullet, the new research that's gonna give them like the thing that they're missing that they need to know to make this all work. And so they're kind of listening to this great, great deal of information at one time. And so when I use sort of the, the uh, slang term information diet, what I mean is simply um, consuming less information for the benefit of getting more traction. Gotcha. Choosing, gotcha. choosing the information that's going to serve you best and sort of, uh, tuning the rest out to find a bit of mental peace. Very good advice, and hopefully that helps our listener. The other question is, in your experience, uh, the, the listener writes, in your experience, Suzanne, uh, what is your opinion of P90X and Peloton? I know that people have spent a lot of money on Peloton, and it seems that this listener is trying to determine whether or not, you know, they should spend on something. Is, is one routine like Peloton and or P90, like, is one routine enough or should it be a more balanced thing? Mm. 
So I'm actually not too familiar with Peloton. Um, could you give me a quick cliff notes, Frank? Because, again, not being too big of a fan of, uh, like, regimens or specific brands or specific ways to go, again, they're simply tools. And so if a client brings it to me and says, I'm interested in this, then I take a look at it and I see sort of what are what's it all about and sort of how, how can it serve this person. So could you give me a little bit about what Peloton is? Oh, sure. I'm a little more familiar I, with it. I've heard of I, I know about all this. Okay, cool. I know about all this stuff. Um, <laughs> whether that's good, whether it's good or bad, it's a blessing and a curse because people ask me all the time. But uh, right. Peloton is a, a bike, a seated bike with no back. Uh, so it's not a recumbent bike. Uh, it's an exercise bike that you can put in your home and it has a, a video screen and you can connect online and work out with different people around the world. So there's, you can take classes through it. You can integrate and, um, you know, communicate with people in this Peloton kind of like, it's a, kind of like a community. And then you also could do different courses on it. So the, the screen serves multiple purposes. Uh, so you can be involved in like a class being led by an instructor. You can, you know, be involved with people around the world that are part of this Peloton almost like a community and then it becomes this whole other thing, you know, socially in addition mm -hmm. to like doing the bike at home. So it's meant to, okay. to uh, be a workout and both, but there is, there is a financial outlay on it. That's, uh, I mean, everyone has their own version of expensive. I think it is a, you know, an expensive thing to get yourself into. Yep. Okay. Perfect. That's super helpful. So Peloton sounds like it would be mostly cardio. So um, if someone, you know, cardio is mostly good for uh, your heart, for refreshing your system, for uh, it's got all kinds of benefits, immunity, things like that. People looking to lose weight do tend to focus a little too much on cardio and it's not as effective for raising your metabolism. Doing interval training is pretty great for your metabolism. So if that, you know, that could be a factor there. Um, that's sort of the nuts and bolts of the exercise science part. P90X is going to be much more weight training focused, um, much more, again, because you're taxing your muscles to a greater extent um, for a shorter period of time. So you might be doing, say, 10 repetitions of something, just for an example, whereas on the bike you might be doing a specific movement for a half an hour. So that sort of shorter, more intense um, way of working your body is more weight training focused, which is much more beneficial for raising your metabolism, which is much more beneficial for losing weight. I will say that from what I know about P90X is that it can be a little intense. Um, my sense of P90X and CrossFit is that people who are uh, fairly out of shape or who haven't been active for quite some time go right into that. And it can be that can be a little intense all at once. So if you're going to do that, I would just recommend really wading in um, mindfully and step-by-step step and being careful to not do too much at one time because that can increase your chances of injury. Um, and that, so that's sort of the, the basics of, you know, the exercise science behind it. And then again, going back to what we talked about, 
what what fits well with your life and what are you drawn to and what do you think you would enjoy? Because if you really enjoy um, being on the bike and you really enjoy that social aspect, that's something that I would at least look to incorporate in your overall plan. Thank you for that answer. Yeah, I'd, just a quick thing I want to add on. I've known people uh, that have done P90 and have done that same thing. They were, they were not in shape. They bought P90, and I told them, hey, look, this is a strenuous thing if you're following, you know, the uh, guidelines and, like, kind of the plan that they lay out for you to start these different workout routines. And I'm like, if you're going to start doing this, you should really – either go to a gym or be a guest. I even offered, hey, be a guest of mine for two weeks at the gym. Get yourself two, three weeks ready for this. And if you're going to do it, you got to make sure you really warm yourself up and stretch out. And people didn't, and they got injured doing it. Yeah. And and that was kind of what I warned them. Like just what you said, I've had that experience of people uh, that have come to me for advice. I gave them the advice, and they got injured, and I felt really bad. Uh, but it is, it's, it's not something if you've been sitting on the couch, so to speak, that's, that probably shouldn't be the first, um, you know, stop on the tour, so to speak. I think yeah. you, you got to do some other things to get yourself to that point to then be do, do something that intense, you know? Yeah. Um, I have another one here, if you wouldn't mind, or if you want to add to that, and then I have one last uh, email and then we'll do uh, the common ground segment. Sure. Uh, so the last email question that I have, and thank you for, for staying on and, and taking these, Suzanne. It really means a lot to the listeners. I always try and get these these up when they've taken the time to write in. Uh, what is the uh, the big deal about keto, essentially, is this question. I'm trying to paraphrase it. What is the deal with keto, and why is there so much like disparity about it? And how can someone uh, really navigate and, you know, follow, quote, unquote, true keto? So this is another one. um, And thank you for asking the question. I'm super happy to stay on and answer them. Uh, This is another one that, you know, I really, I I don't really subscribe to to specific diets or regimens or things like that. Um, so, and, and so I also don't follow, I I also don't really keep up on them. So could you give me a little bit of a cliff notes on keto and then maybe I could speak to it a bit more intelligently. Oh, sure. Keto rules out a lot of things like carbohydrates. You're supposed to eat, uh, essentially a lot of protein. Uh, uh, basically you're supposed to eat eggs every day. Uh, you can even have eggs at every meal. Uh, they subscribe to, uh, I know people that have been on it and have said, Hey, I eat bacon often and, Mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of really high, it's a really high protein, uh, intense type of diet that people, you know, will cheat on and then say, Oh, you know, I had, uh, bread with this or it becomes hard to, you know, order true keto, uh, because of that. So that's kind of a cliff notes, uh, version of keto. Okay, perfect. So I think um, this is not directly answering your question, but it's something, it's a perspective I want to share just for people to keep in mind that I think um, one, one thing that can happen that that really challenges people or that that really, um, let me just say one thing that can happen 
and I'm not saying this is you, whoever wrote this in, but just one thing in general, that people can uh, go for a weekend or a week or a month or years eating very quote unquote poorly. So eating a lot of fast food, a lot of things we would probably all agree are not that healthy and just being pretty far down that down, you know, on that track. And then they will say, okay, I want to get healthy. And they go the completely other direction. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to be like raw vegan. I'm going to go on a fast. I'm going to, you know, and, and sort of um, be on plans that what I personally feel, and again, this is my bias and another fitness professional may feel differently is that it's, it's a bit too regimented. And then sometimes what happens, like you were saying, Frank is like, you know, I, I couldn't like order when I was with my family or I, I couldn't do it. And I had some bread or I, um, and, and people can get to be like pretty hard on themselves, not to a, a regimen could work very well for some people. And so if that's the case, I fully support that. Um, so yeah, just a perspective to share for everybody that, um, just to keep in mind that a lot of people will sort of go between those two extremes where um, a happy medium can serve people very well. So then um, the specific question to keto, um, I, think, I think, Frank, you were saying how, how to stay on it or like what, why all the hype? I'm sorry, what was the specific question? Yes, because I think, yeah, because I know, like I said in the open, I have two friends that do it and I have two colleagues that I know that are on it, two or three mm-hmm. at least. And there tends to be this disparity because it's supposed to be a low-carb diet that turns your body into like a fat-burning machine. I see, uh, okay. But there are good, low, you know, carb, high, that, like the high-fat content for me, like you can make good choices like fish and eggs, lean poultry, lean meat, but I see people that, that – Say, oh no, you know, I'm I'm eating bacon and I'm eating this and that. It's great, and I mm-hmm. I'm concerned about the high fat content for that. And you're talking about then I'm going to go work out, and and I'm saying you're clogging your arteries and you're going to go work out. So that so there's some people that feel it's one thing. Other people think oh you have to, to you can make whatever choices you want as long as you don't eat carbs. There's other I people mm-hmm. saying no true keto is you know, very lean protein, you have to make better, smarter choices. So it's expensive mm-hmm. okay. to stay on that type of diet. See where I'm okay. going? Yeah. And so then, and so then uh, the question that was written in was what specifically? Cause I want to, I want to see if I can address uh, what, the question. Of people yeah, yeah. Like what's the deal with keto, like the disparity about it and how do you navigate it to find true keto um, and, and really uh, try and observe uh, the practice of a diet. Like there seems to be a lot of uh, competing, you know, opinions about it. And I've heard all of them, you know, myself. So this is kind of interesting. I gotcha. So I think, I think it would be a matter of um, basically me personally, I don't know. And this isn't my best area of expertise or not my area of expertise at all. So I might recommend, just gathering more information from the keto folks. And then, you know, if that's something that you're drawn to that, that works well for you, I would make your best decisions within the information that you find. 
Excellent. Yeah, because I know what you touched on, too. I've seen that happen with one person I know. Like, oh, I went off the diet or I went off the plan and they're beating themselves up. You know, I feel really bad. I ate carbs yesterday because I was stressed out and I didn't have a break from work and the only food that was around was this. So I, I broke the diet plan and, and this and that. And I'm saying, hey, look, you know, you have to, you can't be that hard on yourself. You, you're making good intentions towards a more healthy lifestyle you also have to do it in a way that's smart and a way that doesn't cause you harm. You know, I've know people that fast incorrectly and, you know, that's ends up causing them more health problems than has actually helped them. And that's a whole other you know topic of conversation, but it kind of goes uh, hand in hand with this where, you know, whatever you do, you have to do it in a very, and I think of uh, for the listeners tonight, if you take anything out of, of what Suzanne has, has brought to the table, so to speak, this evening, is you have to be very diligent, very smart, very educated about what you do and, and find your own path. But read up about this and know the pitfalls to these things so that you don't end up causing more harm than, than good. The, the goal is supposed to be wellness. And there's, there's a fine line there. You know, you can work yourself out too hard. As we said before, you can get injured. You've got to be very careful and and uh, uh, really understand your body and understand your limitations. Uh, maybe consult with a personal trainer, uh, consult with a, a fitness coach, things of that nature to get yourself on the right path. So thank you for answering those um, extra questions that we had emailed from our audience members, uh, which I think they probably felt better about emailing them than maybe calling in this evening. Uh, last uh, portion of our program now, when we're a little bit behind where we usually are, I thank you for staying on with us an extra few minutes here, um, is sure. the common ground piece. And here in this segment, we try and it's like the AIM Smart program and coaching. You and I would know what that is. Um, and some of the other coaches out there listening would, uh, giving some really concrete first steps to people to move forward. So how do we find common ground between the people who think that their diet or exercise program is, quote, unquote, the best, because we hear that a lot. The people who think that the entire scenario is overwhelming, which we hear about a lot as coaches, I'm so overwhelmed. As you said before, the, the, you know, with kids, it's impossible for me. That was a big energy word for me. I caught on to that. It's impossible for me to break away and exercise. It's impossible for me to find free time. And mm. the faction that thinks that the fitness industry is all quote unquote hogwash in order to move forward towards the goal of both personal wellness and a shared sense of harmony. Um, so yeah, I think this comes back to a lot of the, the common themes that, that keep coming up in the show or certainly keep coming to mind for me in terms of, you know, it can be it can be a real practice as human beings to, you know, hold and honor uh, a viewpoint that is completely different than our own. So we can we can be at lunch with someone we love and and say, you know, this is what's working for me, and the other person is completely opposed to it, and that's perfectly okay and so I think having that practice in the mix can provide an enormous amount of peace and and being aware that 
there are many effective paths. I, I don't believe there is just one way or one magic bullet or one anything in this industry. And so um, just sort of accepting those different viewpoints in the same space can be incredibly freeing. And then the other part of that, um, which I believe is what you're asking, you know, how do, how do we find peace and moving forward is again, um, educating yourself on the basics, like lit literally, you know, what does weight training mean? What does cardio mean? What, what are the benefits of that? And, and just really coming to understand the basics so that you have that clearer awareness to be able to see the industry with, and you can choose, you can clarify your own goals and then put together a couple pieces that feel great to you that would be aligned with those goals. And then you can basically feel that way. You can feel really knowledgeable. You can feel really aligned in your own choices and walk forward on the path that works best for you and, and don't, you know, regard and, you know, don't be so concerned with the rest of the stuff all around you. Um, that's outside of that. And remembering that you can always try something out. You know, me personally, this is my, my way of being. I tend to look for like the longer road, you know, of course, short-term benefits and the longer term view. And so um, you can try something out for three months or six months or nine months, see how it feels for you, see what results you're getting. Um, and, you know, either keep going in that way with that type of thing, or be like, wow, this super is really isn't working for me. I really don't enjoy it. I'm really not getting what I want and try something else. Excellent. Great answer. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you now, Suzanne. We're going to talk about your ebook, uh, some fun ways to get strength training, some fun ways to, to kind of distill down some of the information overload out there. So talk to me, if you would, uh, real briefly um, uh, about your ebook, about your uh, coaching, and uh, some of the other things that you're doing, how people can reach you, uh, social media, website, et cetera and uh, uh, anything you may have going on right now. Absolutely. So the one thing um, I want to take the opportunity to speak to, you talked about fun ways to get strength training. <laughs> I definitely want to speak to that. So again, just to sort of, um, you know, sort of maybe start the ideas flowing for people. You know, I just want you to keep in mind that as you do this, um, you know, yoga can be an amazing form of strength training. Um, like aerial silks it can be a really cool form of strength training. I'm really into rock climbing. That's something that just really excites me. And that's an incredible form of strength training. I've known people to um, get really into martial arts, some types of martial arts and things like that. That can be very, very strengthening Pilates for sure. And so um, again, just sort of keep in the back of your mind that training can look like so many things and it can be something that you are just giddy excited about and can't wait to do and it will get you you know almost as a byproduct all of the all of the fitness results that you've always been looking for so I, I just want to plant the seed for that kind of awareness 
Um, if you, um, for the ebook, um, my goal with that has been to give people, like I said, an unbiased, as much as humanly possible, uh, boiled down version of what's most important in your weight loss efforts. I point out some main mistakes that a lot, a lot, a lot of people make. So you can make just really simple choices to start correcting them. At last, you can expect, uh, based on research, you know, in to lose weight in a healthful and sustainable way, um, some roadblocks you might encounter along the way, and, and just really solid recommendations to keep the process rolling along smoothly. And this is something that I've gotten some cool feedback on this. So one person was saying, like, it's not just a dry, like, fitness book. Um, I got the feedback that one woman was having so much fun reading it that she let her kids rip apart the house for just a little bit longer so she could keep reading. Um, and I've also heard that, you know, people are making some really simple tweaks that, you know, and taking a couple new actions and, you know, starting to see really great results. Like, you know, losing like 10 pounds in six weeks, you know, of course, everybody's results vary, but they were losing some weight and feeling great about it and feeling like they had the tools um, to stay on course and get back on course if they ever, if they ever got off track. Um, so that's a really great way to, to learn some of this on your own. And then I do have a few spots available for private coaching. And so that's basically if you would like highly tailored, individualized uh, coaching on the inner stuff and then creating an outer action plan that, that really, really works for you. And I basically also play the role of making sure that the most effective uh, basics of exercise science are always present, even though it might feel like you're just going out and playing. So uh, you know, and then of course diving into the emotions of things. So you can get, um, you can find a copy of my ebook. You can buy a copy of my ebook at suzannereilly.com. It's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-R-E-I-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can also find out about coaching there as well. Oh, that's great. That's great. Everyone check out that website, get a copy of the ebook. I think it will really help you out. Um, and navigating the jungle that is the fitness industry at this point and trying to figure out what works for you. Suzanne, thank you so much. Thanks for staying on um, an extra few minutes to cover some of those extra questions we had for lending your expertise to the topic. I really appreciate it. I think the audience is going to gain some great information from this. So thank you so much for being on tonight and for your preparation, being so well prepared and, and being so patient with me throughout the process leading up to tonight. I really appreciate it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Thanks for being part of Undivided History. As you know, we live forever on iTunes and on Block Talk Radio. Uh, you can always get our show. I'm going to wrap the show up in a second so, you know, uh, audience stay with me. I have to do some PSAs and some upcoming promotions now before we wrap the show. And then I'm going to give you some information on my next episode and then close the show for the night. Uh, Suzanne, if you want to stay on, you can. If you want to go, that's that's fine. I give you that option. Uh, Kimberly Frazier's show, Enjoying Life on Purpose, Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern, twice a month on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Kimberly Frazier, Enjoying Life on Purpose. 
Uh, Cordelia Gaffar, Cordelia Gaffar, replenish me one week from tonight, Wednesday, the 26th, live at 7 p.m. on Life Coach Radio Network. And Barb Heenan and Leslie Pachotti, back with you. Holy shift. That's holy shift, S-H-I-F-T, like shifting a car. I don't want anyone to think I'm cussing on the air. Holy shift, like a shift in energy. Wednesday, October 3rd is their next new episode. Wednesday, October 3rd, so that's two weeks from today. They're on in the morning, 8 a.m. Central, which is 9 a.m. here in the East, on Life Coach Radio Network. So Barb Heenan, Leslie Pichotti, great show, Holy Shift, Wednesday, October 3rd, 8 a.m. Central, on Life Coach Radio Network, 9 a.m. in the East. And that's a great segue to my next episode, because mine and Barb and Leslie are always on the morning and I'm on at night. My next episode is October 3rd, two weeks from tonight, Wednesday, October 3rd, episode 31 of Undivided. It's all about men. It's a men's show. We haven't decided on the title yet. Special guest is a men's coaching expert, Rick Harrigan. Rick Harrigan, starring with me as special guest, episode 31 of Undivided, two weeks from tonight. So we talked a lot about fitness this evening, the importance of fitness to people. We addressed your questions. We addressed uh, a lot of the ambiguity in the industry. It's important, I think, to feed off some of these advice and pieces of advice this evening. Be choosy. You have the freedom to choose what you want to do and have fun. Above all, there are fun ways to get exercise. It shouldn't be a grind. It shouldn't be a regimen. It shouldn't be something that you dread. It should be something fun and energizing. And then in that way, you will truly live undivided. Our PSAs, Catholic Charities, let's do some Hurricane Florence Relief, 800-919-9338, www.salvationarmyus.org. Go to the Hurricane Florence section. Food for the Poor, 800-427-9104 www.samaritanspurse.org international great organization they have hurricane emergency packs that you can donate money and have them sent to north south carolina 800-225-8550 or www.mapmap.org to donate please give to those in need your brothers and sisters in this country are hurting the people in the carolinas are hurting please give from the heart, audible.com was our sponsor. I want to thank them. I want to thank Suzanne Riley for being our guest. I want to thank all the listeners near and far throughout the country and throughout the world. You're listening and your support of the program means the world to me. And we can all live together truly undivided. For Russ Terry, for Trina Ramsey, for Danica Treble, and all those at the Life Coach Radio Network, this has been Undivided, episode number 30, The Fitness Divide. I'm your host, Frank J. Maduri. Again, thank you so much for being a part of the program tonight. And stay tuned with me on October 3rd with Rick Harrigan. Until I see you guys then, as always, be blessed and be well. <laughs>